Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bolology Report. I'm Damien Fleming and today's episode we're going to go through India beating up the Aussies 4-1 in the one day series. Talk about our middle order woes. Also an update on the Englishman, Ben Stokes. What's the latest on him and who will replace him if he doesn't come out for the Ashes? Some controversy overnight too. The tight-knit keeping fraternity is fractured today. Tasmania's wicketkeeper Ben Dunk did something in a GLT Cup game that has polarised the gloved community. A man with the coolest name in cricket, Manus Labashagni, the Queensland opening batsman, became a world's first during the week. We'll have the results of our Bowlology Report poll. Also, the segment that makes all cricketers and celebrities nervous around the world, Hodgie's Social Media Self-Promoter Award, and also our guide to sportsmen singing with rock bands and running between the wickets, particularly at club cricket level. Joining me as always, East Sandringham Cricket's finest, Bradley Hodge. Hey, Hodgie. East Sandy are the reigning champs of the Southeastern Cricket Association. The term premiership hangover is a bit of a matter of figure of speech for sporting teams around the world. But are you worried about any East Sandy premiership player seriously still being hung over <laughs> since March? Um, absolutely. We uh, I haven't seen a lot of the first 11 team at training of late. Um, I'm not sure if they've been involved in footy finals at all. Uh, our club president, Jamie Ross, did. he's known to consume What did What did he cans. say after the premiership? Um, he was excited, for sure. So when we won the premiership, I think he consumed around 60 cans on that day. David um, Boone-like? Yeah, David Boone-like. But that was topped, I think, he's a Tigers supporter, and it was topped on the weekend. He's claiming 72 cans. So he might have just been sobering up from the East Sandy premiership, yep. and now he's got the Richmond... AFL premiership on top of that. Yes, but there are there's probably is a few hangovers still left for me, Sandy Ringan. So hopefully we can dust them off. I haven't seen the guys at training either to run that dustiness out of them. So you know, get down there this Tuesday and Thursday. We'll have a look, see if you're any good anymore. I might not get down there. Hey, what about our guide to the week? No premiership hangover for the Australians in white ball cricket. They got to, they did win a game in well, between episode four and episode five, but. Um, <laughs> And I thought, oh, well, a three-two loss isn't too bad, but they got absolutely smashed in that fifth one-day international. Rohit Sharma, who just loves batting against the Australians, I think it's his sixth one-day international hundred against us, but um, just not enough runs batting first again. No, and we haven't batted well all series, apart from the two openers, Finch and Warner. When Finchie came back in, have probably been the the two standouts and the dominant players for Australia, but. 
Problems in the middle order, problems in the latter order. Uh, I thought our bowling's been excellent, actually, to stand up. Again, it's a little bit of a question marks, you know, around our spinning group um, with Adam Zamper and, and Ashton Agar getting some opportunities, but probably not having the effect anywhere near what the Indian spinners have had. But um, 4-1, I, was, I thought this series would be really good, but we've unfortunately just been smashed, as you, as you said, and... India, um, give credit to them, they're an excellent cricket side and they rested two of their guns two after game three in Bhuvaneshwar, Kumar and Bumrah. They're bankers and they still came up trumps. You know, it's some scary moments. Well, the worry there is, Hodges, well before the tournament, they rested two guns. Yes, Ravinder Ashwin Dejaja. and Jadeja. Yeah, so... <laughs> so I don't just think about that then. That's... Um... That's scary what those two players would have done. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the other thing. I, I it may have been a cagey move from the Indian selectors to rest those guys to make sure their test status stays strong because those two guys are huge influence in test cricket. But the guys that came in and into the one-day fixture and had some good energy with Chahal bowling his leg spin. Very good. Um, you know, uh, who else was there? Axel Patel came in to bowl some left-arm orthodox who's... Did a good job. Yeah, and can bat, bowl on field. And, um, yeah, the wrist spinner, which we seem to have some trouble with a lot of wrist spinners around the world. We've seen Brad Hogg, who's been dominant in Big Bash League, and also when he played one-day cricket for Australia was... Really effective with his Roman. So we've got some spin troubles. We've, we've always known that. But um, how are we improving is a... Well, first off, though, you need a solid start. And once Finchie got back into the team, there's still question marks about Finchie. I, I, you know, I said a couple of episodes ago, I, I like him if if we've got a strong batting lineup because I think he's a genuine match winner. Yeah. And, and he scores hundreds. And he had a, he only played three games. He was our leading run scorer there. And, and Warner got better as the series went along. So as good as Rohit Sharma and Rahane were, I think we matched it with them opening up. The worries is the middle order. And the concerns for me is, you know, Panda, the, the all-rounder from India, 222 runs yeah, at a strike rate of 108, 12 sixes. Mm. We don't seem to have um, – and probably Stephen Smith, if he's hardened himself – got starts and didn't get big scores, but at least he got some starts. But besides probably Marcus Stoinis, who showed some consistency batting down there, um, we don't have an accelerator like Panda who can just hit sixes, and we don't have that Michael Bevan accumulator as well who, although might not find the boundary as much early in his innings, it just keeps rotating the strike. Yeah, we've got some, uh, we used to call it fast food middle order of the Victorian Bush Rangers there. So, I like that yeah. terminology. Um, and that might be a little bit where we're at, where 50 over cricket's a long, it's a long day. It's a long game. There's plenty of opportunities to score. And it's probably more an ability of trusting your technique to score quickly than anything in, instead of more of a T20 mentality. Well, you batted everywhere, Hodgie, through your career. Yeah. And then... You know, obviously your preference is to bat higher because you can make more runs. But what what about your mindset when you went into the middle order? Well, it particularly just, when you're starting the innings, it just changes because you know if you walk in after Gilchrist and Hayden have, have just dominated, you feel like you have to continue that <laughs> domination, which is it's not possible. It's it's there's not many people in the world that can stack up to those guys, and and pretty similar to Australia with Warner and Finch at the top if they have a good day. You know, you're cruising on six and a half and over, and it's not easy just to come in and, and, and do that. And I think 
Probably that's where we lost the art of, of Michael Clark, averaging 42 in the middle there at number four. Um, we probably forget how important that role actually is after those superstars of... Mr. Know, Cricket as well, would yeah, you put Mr. him Cricket in that? Yeah, Mr. Cricket as well. I Mark Hussey? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You just, most people just can't live up to Hayden, Gilchrist and Ponting. And you've got to play your own role and play your own game. And Michael actually took it deep into the 40th over. And he didn't have a power game, but he probably didn't need to because, yeah. you know, we still had it there with Mr. Cricket. Um, yeah, so Mr. Cricket's a beauty for me because he could accumulate early yeah. and then accelerate late because he had, had his, his hitting zones. Well, that was just his game plan. Yeah, he never walked into the crease thinking that I'm going to dominate straight away. His mentality was, I'm going to get myself 15 off 20 balls and let's see what happens from there. That was that was the way I was. When I batted with Mr. Cricket, it was, come on, get yourself going, Hodgie, let's have a running game and let's put pressure on the outfielders. It was a simple game plan, but it worked. Uh, I'm just concerned that... Um, these these bowlers, these spinners that India had were just actually too good for our batters. I think eighteen wickets at an average thirty two, economy rate of five point five against Australia's five wickets at eighty two. Hodgie, economy rate of six point five. Well, that's the difference right there, isn't it? Um, you know, one and a half, one run and over extra over the course of thirty overs adds up, and uh, <laughs> and no wickets. You know, no, we could skill you in one day cricket if you can. You can well, what's it like, my, my, being in India? When you come in and you have to start facing spin, Australians aren't used to that. So that's no. a great opportunity. I saw some maidens from the Indian yeah. spinners, and they rush through them quickly. Yeah, and that's the bonus of, of getting wickets as well. Is it just pressures the new batsman in? Yeah, and the, and the set guy can't get on strike. Yeah, it's look. It's a really good point that you make. That the time is a real factor. I, I know when I first played my, I got my opportunity over in India as in my first sort of one day series, and that's the one thing which I really struggled with as well. Where I, I saw had, that series, yeah, I had Harbhajan Singh at one end, who was a gun, gun, gun bowler, and 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 Jadu at the other end, and I just struggled for time, and I felt really under pressure that. You know, 25 balls are just gone without any sort of scoring opportunities. And look, looking back on that series, I'd love to have another opportunity to, to, to rectify that series. And you could, I think we need to understand that when you first tour to India, it but is But you're very not difficult. unlike Peter Hanscom and all that no. who are trying to establish themselves. Absolutely. You, 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 you're trying to keep your spot, um, but also manufacture a game that works over there. So maybe they'll be better. Maybe Peter Hans will be better for it. Well, I worry whether time. they play enough, though, because the JLT series is now just condensed into October. Yes. By the time we play one day as in, in late January, February, international ones, uh, you, you're coming off T20 cricket. Well, East Sandringham have a couple one days around that period. So, Would you be prepared to fill in a couple of Australian players just to so. get a 50-over yep. game in around that mark? Yeah, if they want to manipulate some, the ball around the field, I would have thought that's a good idea. Hey, we've got a little question on one of the spinners, Gladwin Piers on Instagram. What's your view on the constant changing of trajectory, that was the way it was spelled, in Kida Jadav's action? Mm, yeah. I like it because... It's almost bowling at 9 o'clock. Instead of 12 o'clock for the high release, it's 9 o'clock. Uh, got a maiden from um, Charhel at one end, yeah. and then Jadav's bowling the next over, and it was just like, this is completely different. The Australians didn't know what to quietly do, and it was so slow with no bounce but yeah. with a little bit of turn. Um, good on him. He's creating something different. 
Well done. Round up. And absolutely, it's taken complete technical stuff out of the game and gone, this is how I'm going to be effective today. It wasn't pretty. It didn't look pretty. <laughs> but uh did his job for his captain, and I really like that. And I think we can actually you know, use that sort of stuff. We've seen it in T20 before. You know, there's a couple of round arms or slower pace or, you know, so you can't get under it. But Well, sometimes, you know, bowling around where the umpire is. Mm. You know, just little things like that. You know, I still don't think the quick's hodgy. I think you need two run-ups, particularly in T20 cricket, you know, your normal one and yeah. a really short one. Because if you just bowl off that short one, say, three times for the innings, yeah. it's just something different. Well, you did that a couple of times, and know. You had a long run-up and then you shortened, shortened it down. Yeah. And often you can catch the batsman you know, off guard. And he'll, he'll if he stops you, he'll stop you. But most times you feel rushed and under pressure because we get into our set routine as well. So I like that. I really like that something... Yeah, we should oh, Monty Python, at. now for something completely different. We, yeah. we, we rate that. Listen to Monty Python. Hey, now that's the and, – and I thought the Australian quicks were okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought Nathan Coulton-Nile enhanced his reputation. Now they're talking to Ashes because who knows if all the guys are fit. Um, Paddy Cummins didn't take as many wickets as he'd want, but his economy rate was outstanding, Paddy. I did his job. And um, Kane Richardson says to me, he reminds me of Jackson Bird a bit in Test Match Cricket. If the big boys are all available, Birdie and Richo might not get a game. But we know most times not all the big boys are available. Birdie does such a good job in Test Match Cricket, and I think Richo can do a great job in, in white ball cricket, yeah, 50 no, over and T20. I thought our... I thought Provides our something different, doesn't he? Like the tall yeah, end swinger. It is. It's different. So people aren't used to that ball getting bounced and jagging in. No, and, and Shane Bond was a great exponent of that. We often be taught to, you know, get the outswinger going, but it is different. Richo's, Just make it move. Yeah, Richard's And he's tough. tall. Move the ball, gets good bounce, and it's something different as well. I liked his energy. I thought he came in. He would have been nervous. He hadn't played for a while. Um, last time he was in India, he played in uh, the IPL and Brendan McCullum pants him over McCullum. the fence a couple of times. Got McCullum. Which can happen yeah. by one of those legends like that. I thought he did really well. Uh, as you said, Cummings was excellent. Yep. Um, I would have liked to Get see him, him rest. Get him home. Well, see, I would have liked to see him rest for those two one days, knowing that that's a dead series. Yeah. And try and win these T20 series because I think Cummings is in our best best bowlers to bowl for. But he's coming home, well. you know that. I know he's coming home, but I think that's Andrew a- Ty's popping over there. Yeah, well, I think Ty should have been there anyway, but yep. I think this is a poor move, I reckon, to have Cummings not playing the T20. Don't if- about that. Just win- try and win the T20 try- series. Try I and like win. That. Try and win. Let's get some winning. We haven't won for a while. In fact, no. I can't remember the last time we actually won a series. Pakistan Test Series. All right. When was that? Last October. Yeah. It's a fair oh, while well, ago. Yeah, what was it? December. And prior to that? Yeah, you're testing me now. Can't recall. Well, our one-day record's poor. We might have won one out yeah. of the last 15. So, Well, we um, lost the T20 series to Sri Lanka as well in Australia. In February. Yep. So I just think this is a really good opportunity to play against the best. They're a really good T20 side, India. And I'd like to see this would be one series where our we'd like to target team. to win. And if they want to give some youngsters an opportunity, give them, give them an opportunity down the track. But you know, we need to get back winning. So Brad Hodge is high performance manager of Cricket Australia, full strength team against T20. Yeah, uh, I, against India I would have said, I would have said, look, take Patty. the medicine. We've lost, we've lost 3-0 in one day. It hasn't gone well. Paddy, go home, get a rest. Come back. I'll fly you back over. 
Um, there's a good break now from now to Get the Andrew Ty over there early, play two one days, then you're right for the T20s. Job done. I like it. The Ashes, Ben Stokes. Obviously, mm. a lot of controversy. We haven't heard too much more elaborated on with the, the insult. No doubt the, the police are working through yeah. that. But um, a lot of conjecture on if he's unavailable for the Ashes series, which you'd think at this stage. Um, who replaces him? Because he's almost the best player on either team. And he's world-class with bat. His highest test score is 258. His wow. best bowling, 6 for 22. So... I was thinking, I don't see a natural replacement. I think they're going to have to pick two players. I think they're going to have to pick a batsman and a bowler. You know, someone like a Plunkett or, or Wood yep. with the ball. Well, the only the only person which Nasser Hussain brought up, actually, which could do a job, and that's Samit Patel. Well, not just Nasser. A few people are saying that. Why? Well, one, he offers a left-arm orthodox option, which is good in Australia. We know that... Over which they don't have in the squad at the moment. They don't have in the squad. So Summit's a very, very he's developed into a very, very good cricketer. Um, probably hasn't been selected. Why? Because mentality is that he's known to be a lazy cricketer. Who cares? He gets a job done. He makes runs. He just want to win the series. I think it might it'd be a good selection. He can bat. Um, he might get you a hundred or so. It's it's a fair call to say that if they don't bring Stokes, they're in a bit of trouble. The Poms. Um, I don't think he can come, actually, from the footage what I saw, regardless of what's been yeah. put out there, whether he's helping people or not. It doesn't matter. It was pretty damning and pretty brutal. Um, having said that, though, we're here to talk about cricket. I don't know who you can replace with Ben Stokes. Uh, that is just a he's, a... he's a one in a generation cricketer for England. And I don't think he can be replaced by any cricketer at the moment over there that stands out. There's no one really at all. No, we'll see what happens here. The England lines, England A, are coming out to Australia as well, so they might be able to pick some people around that. But um, what about one of the greats? Finally retired from first-class cricket, Kumar Sangakkara, one of the the nicest people, uh, people to have played cricket. What a lovely batsman, Brian Lara-like at his peak. What about his last first-class season in county cricket, though? 1,500 <laughs> runs, an average of 106, strike rate of 68. So had a tough big bash last year on the on the benches, but um, first-class-wise, didn't he cash in at county cricket? I think and he, what a great player. I think he retired because he didn't make 1,500. I think he knew just that those he was, nine runs. just wasn't good enough to get 1,500, so it's time for me to hang up the boots. <laughs> what a gun. What a human being as well. I love Kuma Sangakara, one of the gentlemen's in cricket. Yep. Everyone loves him. He's a hard worker, just a just a doint of making runs, just unbelievable skill and effort just to be able to just make mountains of runs across And he kept time. as well. Yeah. And Did you play that? No, you might not have played that. Te- that one where he scored 197 down at Ho- in Hobart, he was given um, out by Rudy Coots and he didn't hit it. No. And they were chasing, I can't even remember, 450. They were going to get him. He yeah. was going to make 280 himself. He probably would have got him, um, the, for sure. Uh, he probably, even though he kept, he's probably in the best 10. Well, Batsman of all time. Of all time. All time. Um, unbelievable effort. And what an effort to go over there and play for Surrey, score a mountain of runs for them, and just say thanks for your thanks time. Thanks very much. And uh, I'm a legend, and let's shake Raises hands. Raises bat six times in a row. I think yep. he had 600s in a row. <laughs> what about that? Uh, I tell you, um, to go from the highs there where there's absolute adulation for Kumar Sangakkara, 
We had an incident in the JLT series oh, no. overnight, and um, that's the 50-over one-day domestic cup in Australia. Um, a very tight-knit fraternity. The wicket keepers, they're a different breed. Yeah, you know, I think as kids, generally as a rule, before, before Gilly, they were the kids who couldn't bat the bowl. What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I want to get a game, I'll keep. Because you're always on the keep. breedkeeper. Can't bat, can't yeah. bowl. I'll keep. Yeah. So they've been a team of their own for, for over 250 years, um, you know, and they and they sense a bit of love publicly, but we've, we've been out the middle when there's nothing like when an opposition wicketkeeper walks out to bat, your keeper just gets into a frenzy. Doesn't he? Don't they? Yeah. It's as almost- soon as they say the, the, the keeper's... Um, intensity lifts. They just want the opposition keeper to fail. It's like watching a five-year-old smack down a bottle of Gatorade, and it just goes. They're in a frenzy. Yeah, it's like a sugar. Fi- it's cricket sugar fix, isn't yeah. it? A wicket keeper walking out, making a duck. The opposition wicket keeper is in heaven. Well, we probably had the worst for that, and that was Darren Berry. Chuck. So as soon as any other wicket came out, the mouth guard had come out. Well, he was frothing in the mouth already, and a, yeah, and just a tirade of abuse, yes. which. No one even heard of before no. it came out of Chuck's mouth. Um, and I'll tell you what, Darren was It was, was a battle for. within a battle, wasn't it? Darren was good at storing up information that had happened yeah. four to five years ago, or even further. And, and he, just a little whisper in the Just a whisper to talk about a little article that had been yeah. put in the newspaper five years ago. About anything, or a stat, you know, you know, stat. you know, you've dropped more catches this year than any other wicketkeeper. <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff, isn't it? But it wasn't Chuck Berry's alone. No, I, I think everyone, the, the fraternity, but publicly, this is where I'm going. Publicly, they stand up for each other. So last night, Ben Dunk, the Tasmanian wicketkeeper, yeah, puts the gloves on, puts his wicketkeeping pads on, yeah. puts on the floppy hat, a floppy hat. And social media went nuts. I think it was Graham Manu, the yep. former South Australian and Australian wicketkeeper, started, yep. you know, is this setting standards? Chris Hartley got involved. Luke Ronke, Western Australian Luke New Zealand. Ronke, they are, yes. what, what's next? You know, what? where do we go from here? So it was just an absolute frenzy. For us, we don't really care that much, but... That, that, George I, Bailey had the floppy yellow a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm sensing young wicket keepers are going to do the Ben Dunk. I, I think the flo- I like it. I want to see more of it. Oh, I'm not sure that's welcome down in in, in the secret competition though. There's, e- there's even a level of respect in the secret competition to show respect to the Gloveman. Well, what about Ben Dunk's press release? Because he felt like he had to release something because he was <laughs> under the pump that much. But. Um, He's gone, despite criticism from my fellow keeper family, I'm going to push on with the floppy hat. And I think this is just the start. I'm going to continue with the floppy hat for the rest of the season. And I'm looking to introduce short sleeves. Oh, the Adam Perore. If he keeps in short sleeves with a floppy hat, what sort of abuse is he going to get as he walks out? There's only two that I know, Adam Perore and yes. Sebastian Gotch, that keep in short sleeves. Well, I remember Gotch, he copped a little bit um, there too, but they don't do the floppy hat as well. It's almost like Dunk wants to be the rebel of the keeping fraternity. He and might be. Is it because he's bald and got pasting sort of greyish white skin? Or well, you say that, guess know. what? That was one of the sledges from the keeper. It really? might have been Tim Luderman. Join oh. the club, just... Get rid of it all. Yes. Be a baldy. Don't hold on to what's there. Just shave it all off, So Benny. that's an interesting one there. So good luck, Dunkey. And, um, geez, I can't wait to see the, the short sleeves. Mm. 
What about, uh, we're talking about the ICC rules changes last year, uh, last week in episode four, and Queensland Manus Labashanki became the first player to be penalised under the fake fielding law. Yeah. Now, what happens there is um, he was fielding at cover, he dived to his right, stood up and mocked a throw. Even though the ball come through him and uh, they were stopped, the umpires had a chat and they've awarded five runs to the opposition. It is against the spirit of the game. Law 41.5, deliberate distraction, deception or obstruction of the batsman. Well, the debate is spirit of the game versus gamemanship. And my first instinct looking at that was, you know, I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind the gamemanship of the fake throw. Well, well done, Marcus Lubashagny, for doing it on cue for us after on last debut. week's episode. Thank you very much. Uh, what a cool name that is. Isn't that, is that the coolest name in cricket? I like Moses Henriquez. Moses Henriquez. If Moses Henriquez yep. was bowling and got a nick for it to, from Kumar, Kumar Sangakara yep. to Manus Lubashagny at first slip, that'd be, cool. that'd be almost heaven. I'll tell you what, James Pattinson does a funny thing. He talks about... Shakib Halasan being the fastest name in cricket. So it's Shakib Halasan, the quickest name in cricket. <laughs> so I think there was a there's a guy that commentates on the Test match cricket over there when Aussies were playing. It's always fast. It Shakib Halasan, the quickest name in cricket, but definitely Magaslavushadni is the coolest. Um, going back to the rule changes, yeah, for or against? Is it well? Is this just an umpire trying to make a name for himself, being the first one to enforce enforce the rule or not? Actually, I didn't look up who was umpiring yeah. there. I'll do that research it for the certainly next wasn't one because it will, you know, it'll be a wiki page. Well, it wouldn't have been Peter Porky Parker because he would never have penalised the Queensland, Queensland like that. No chance. Um, He's a big fan of the uh, biology report, Porky Parker. But I don't know about this. I think that if you're a fielding unit and you can restrict runs any way possible, I think it's fair play. Um, well, as people are saying, what about the keeper who acts as if the ball down the leg side and it goes uh, down a fine leg, but it's in his glove? You just pop out of the crease and yeah. he stumps you. Or the Mahendra Singh Dhoni who pretends to catch it but lets it go and it hits the stumps and you get run out. You're so, like, mate, you were going to catch it. Is that in the spirit of the game? Probably not. I think it's pretty good skill. Um, okay. And I think this cutoff, you know, fielding opportunity is also. Not in the spirit, but I think it's part of the game where you, you're trying to stop a team from scoring runs. That's create, the, you're trying to create doubt. That's the idea. So, Okay, thumbs down? Yeah, thumbs down. Thumbs so down. Uh, result, Pakistan and Sri Lanka had an absolute thriller. Sri Lanka beating um, Pakistan over there in uh, oh, Abu Dhabi, I think it was. Uh, Ranga, Ragana Harath. What a superstar. Left arm orthodox, 6 for 43. He's got 400 test wickets now. Um, So Sri Lanka have copped some hiding. So Mm. that's a good win over there. But I was going to go the the debate, like four-day test matches is on the cards again. I think England are keen to go down that path. Um, But what would have happened in this test match, as someone put out on Twitter, that it would have been a boring four-day draw but it ends up a thrilling five-day test match. Yes. So I don't know where to go on this because I four-day te- I do like starting on a Thursday and finishing on a Sunday. So the last day is on a public holiday, mm. particularly over you know in Australia. Yeah. You get your crowds, you get your corporates. It's full, but you know, and and I, I looked the stats up in England this year. Seven test matches, only one of them went past three hundred and sixty overs. So they would have had six results in four days, but 
Um, the worry is, I think, particularly in Australia, is the pitches. Well, I, I think we'd have a lot of draws. Yeah, that, I, I, I think so. I think the worries as well is that... Yeah, and probably- the hours of play, you can't... If they're saying get in a hundred overs in a day, they can't get ninety overs in in a day. Well, let's just play. Let's just play three night tests, play them all night, and just and just have the lights on. Twenty four hours. Yep. So you start at out start fatigued. at two o'clock, play till midnight. That's going to get timed out. They'd be asleep, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> I think there's room for that. Um, so do you troll it? Do you play a few of them? Oh, and- I, I just don't see too many exciting. Like the five day test matches are really exciting. But I'm sure that the game will manufacture ways to make it exciting. Well, you've got to get the you've got to get the pitches right. That's the bottom line. If you add a bit more grass, you get results in day night cricket. But then you don't want to kill spinners either. Or just cut cut draws out. Can we cut draws out? Timeless test. So there's a well, not timeless test, but is there a way to say that if you don't track the runs down in a certain period, you lose? I don't know. Like or do you have a maximum amount of overs you yeah, can bat in the first got, innings? You've got nine innings. If you don't beat their score, you you lose. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know where it's going to happen with that. But I, um, I reckon we'll be discussing this a little bit more in the future, Hodgie. Maybe. Okay. What about oh, this segment? Makes the uh, all cricketers and celebrities around the world a little bit nervous. You've been nailing people. Four votes for Michael Bevan last week. Who, who have we got in the votes this week? Bevo was a standout last week. So the social media self-promoter award. We got four nominations again oh, this well week. Well done, Hodgie. Uh, I found four nominations. And one of them is, unfortunately, I have to do this to David Warner. Um, but posting a photo of himself on Instagram of 100 the 100 that he made on his 100th game. For all those watchers of cricket, we know, David, that you scored 100 on your 100th game. There's no need for you then to you and go self-promote yourself for scoring no. 100. So well done to you, David. That is a, a nomination. Um, Kevin Peterson makes a return as well again. And um, I feel better for it, yes. We love Kevin Peterson. He also posted himself getting a private plane to the Dunhill Cup for him to go and play For golf, golf. again. Yes, for golf again. Um, and he also gets a, a little nomination as well for a, a place called Elephant Point, which is his own safari park in South uh, South Africa, which he just, yeah. he just posted himself being in this safari park, uh, which is being built. Um, ex-captain Michael Clark gets a nomination as well. Um, and this is Michael... He's obviously got someone to take a photo of himself in the gym while he's working out and posting a quote. That takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of work. A lot of effort. Uh, So Michael's posted the older you get, the more important it becomes. And also, don't neglect the legs. Showing himself doing a leg I'm press. proud to neglect the legs. Yeah. I think it's more. It's all about the beach stuff, yeah. isn't well, it? Well, he lives near the beach. Just get to the beach, Keelers. And he, do I don't think he's got big biceps, And forget Michael. about it. But, Michael, um, no need for you to show yourself in the gym, mate. You've been fit for a long time. To get someone to take a photo, that, that's... That's effort. That's, that's effort. That's self-promotion at its best. And the other one is our West Indian friend. And, not Dre uh, Russ again. Not Dre Russ. Similar to Dre Russ, they're both DJs. DJ Bravo has made uh, an appearance. Champion. And the champion... Champion. ...is brought out his own brand of clothing called Brand 47 DJ Bravo. So he's just there promoting that brand, holding what's up... He, you're not wearing it? or no. and, and what, what, what's it? 
it's just is it's being held what up. What does it look like though? And is what it, it is, yeah, is the Bravo after he takes a wicket, celebrating with the aeroplane. Yeah. So his whole brand. Throw that off Daniel Harford, the Hawthorne AFL player, I believe. He? Yeah, big right. Daniel Harford fan. I, I'm happy Don't with ask that. him about that because he probably never heard of him. No, oh, yeah. I don't know half, but I didn't know he actually celebrated with the airplane. <laughs> now, how many wickets did he take? I don't know. I never saw the airplane when he was playing cricket. He played just down here, down the road. No, he's still he? playing half. Yeah. He's still playing local cricket. Well, hopefully we can get a photo of him doing the airplane. So champion promoting his own fashion line. Yes. Promoting own fashion line, Michael Clark promoting his quadriceps uh, in a gym, and KP the, on a private. I'll go plane. the golf one for KP. Yeah, mate. If I had to do the votes there, I'm probably going. I might go one vote to Dave Warner because yep. I still respect the hundred oh, on the hundred thing. That's absolutely. fine. That's a cricket one. Two votes. KP. Yeah. I mean, I could almost have. Guess that it was golf. Yes. But the private plane. That's no. votes. Um, three votes. I think champion. Yes. Dwayne Bravo. Yes. And I'm glad you've given the, the top votes. And to and four votes. votes. I'm going to Pup. I'm going to Michael Clark. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, I mean, he's always been a fit guy. Yeah. But the, the, to, to ask someone to take the photo, I don't like where he's going with the legs. No. I, I think you can neglect the legs. I, I think it's all about the top half. So votes for actually um, your strategy's wrong there as well. But yep. um, but good to see KP. KP's going up the leaderboard. I, I, I'll get a tally yep. there. And, and no doubt it won't be the last we've heard. And, and no I, can you keep on top of Dwayne Bravo as well? We will do. And well done to Michael Clark on four votes today. Good well stuff. Done, Next one, what about our guide to, and today it's um, on the back of the Australian Rules Grand Final, and well done to all the Richmond fans out there, and their their top forward player, Jack Rewald, yep. extroverted, we love him, big Jackie, he goes to, this is how confident he is, this is like, um, and I know in T20 cricket, you, you used to spend your trainings writing out your man of match speech, you were that confident yep. you're going to get it, Hodgie. Yeah. Jack was that confident the Tigers were going to win. The pre-match rock band was the Killers, who absolutely killed it. They were awesome, particularly the cover of The Forgotten Years by Midnight Oil. He has gone to the marketing lady at Richmond. If we win, can you ask (laughs) the Killers if I can go up and sing Mr. Brightside? So he did ask, did he? He asked. That is great. Well done. So, um, and we've got the audio here. Brightside with Jack Rewald. And Brandon Flowers is the um, lead singer, introducing him. He sang the words, um, unbelievable, isn't it, to, to get oh. up and do that sort of stuff. And, and I reckon that's the right way to go about yeah. it. Go through the right channels, get the okay, and you get the intro. Whereas we had an incident at an Allen Border medal many oh, years ago. I remember this. Finishing thing. off with mm. Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. And... He's doing, I can't remember the song. What did he do? Working Class Man or something like that. We've got the audio coming up. I think it was. And he's singing with his son. And then all of a sudden, late in the, the, Mm. just after the the middle chorus, up jumps, unorganised, just off the whim, our (laughs) opening batsman for Australia, Michael Slater. It was K-San. Yeah, it was K-San. It was K-San. Right. I'm glad that came to and you. And the man. last train, what's the, the, what's the lyric? 
Um, last train out of Sydney. He's almost, almost gone. gone yes. Well, the train had just about gone from slats <laughs> because I reckon the Aussie selectors watched that and it wasn't long later that that was no. the end of, of Slatsy's career. So the guide is, the re, you've got to go the Jack Rewald. What, you've got to get it organised. Yeah. Um, Brandon Flowers, the lead singer, was happy. To, he introduced him. You could see, but if you look at the footage yep. on YouTube, Jimmy doesn't know what's going on. How good from the killers. What a halo yep. over the top of their heads. Boom. Just to be able to accept that and go... We don't know this guy. No. We don't even know if he had a good game. No. We don't even understand the sport. Come on, son. Come and bring your premiership medal on they stage. They sense the moment. And let's bang it out. I, I love that. And Slats, you need to understand, mate, that it doesn't look good when you get up there with half a bottle of red wine spilled down the front of your shirt after a big night, getting it out, belting it out with Jimmy, who's a bit of a legend. Yeah. Understand. And probably I think he had an average summer too, Mick. Understand. It's different when, you know, Jack Rewald's won the premiership. Yep. It's been 37 years. Everyone, it's pure euphoria out there. Whereas AB Metal, it's a long night. Everyone oh, just man. wants to finish so you can go to the bar and have a chat and drink and, and Mick gets up there. Was, was there another legend that's had a, a, a an incident? Did Michael Bevan do anything on the, on the singing stage? Or well, no, but... Closing out the show, we've got Michael uh, Bevan's duet with his uh, lovely daughter just ah, to finish off the show. Cool. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get give you a let you right, listen. I'd like to listen to that. There are, there are a few that do have embraced the music world. DJ Bravo does his own stuff. Champion. Um, the champion. In fact, during IPL times, he's more excited about doing the gigs down in Bangalore than he is scoring runs in the IPL. And, and so he should. Yeah. Good on him. Absolutely. He's a superstar and a talent. And also Dre Russ. Dre Russ is also, yeah. he's out there with his own stuff. And, and Chris Gow's also been one to get there on Very the West stage, Indian so. type of thing. Mm. Why, why couldn't you, what, what would you go? You, oh. You're more a hard rocker fan. Yeah, I'd probably have to get out there and just belt out uh, just a fake um, air guitar. Maybe well, what, to AC, what song DC. did you go out to? When you were batting? Oh, good question. I always liked Green Day. I went Kickstart My Heart by yeah. Motley Crue. I wanted a bit of a pump up. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. What'd I, you go with? I thought it was, I think it was Green Day, um, Hitching a Ride. I think I, that was one of my songs. I like that I've now sort of gone a bit more of a Mozarty thing, but I think that's just aging. Also, we got a question here, Hodgie, and I reckon this is for you. Elbows for sale. How do I? And it was on the back of. I didn't quite catch the the Sri Lankan batsman that got run out, um, but he he just. Sorry, the Bangladesh batsman versus South Africa, and I said sarcastically, didn't ground his bat, yeah. but he he was half a pitch short. He was, he was. And um, this is the guy to run in between the wickets at club level. Elbows mm. for sale. Yeah. Quote: How do I not rip apart the toe of my bat when sliding on synthetic wickets? Now I'm assuming he's got that in rubber. At the at, at the toe of his bat? No, because only kookaburras no. have that rubber, and okay. now they don't do it anymore. So, Why? Well, was I'm, it because of? I'm not sure. Was it catching in the synthetic or the matting? I don't know. Because you see a lot of it, like they're they're in the synthetic, and there's always a little bit of a, yeah. a, a crack in the concrete. There, you can be sliding your bat, hit the crack, and all of a sudden you go back the other way, or you drop the bat and get yes. run out. So. Have you got or any suggestions? Off, or if you're not running on the synthetic, you're running on the turf and you get your spat stuck in yeah. the turf. Because normally really that's pretty 
wrapped up, isn't mm. it? Yeah. See, this goes against. Uh, well done, elbows for sale. I'm not sure what elbows you're selling, but um, this goes against all the logic of what we teach kids to ground their bat. Because I'm I'm absolutely with you. The synthetic does wear your bat out, and I've I've known that. So well, when you're making two hundred every time, you'd be wearing it out a fair bit. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of running and tapping, sliding my bat either. Um, but I think you actually have to place the place bat it. over the top of the synthetic onto the concrete. So that section. goes against what you tell kids. Yes, yeah. yes. But you got to save your bat. You're paying five or six hundred bucks for a bat these days. Yeah. So well, the other thing is elbows for sale. That if you if you're needing to slide your bat. You're not really a You're in trouble between the wickets, yes. So you need to work that out. That- so thanks, Hodgie. The guide too, if it's synthetic batsman, mm. run faster and, and place the bat over the crease. Don't ruin your bat by Don't ruin your bat. on the synthetic. No, you'd rather get run out and take your chances next week than ruin your good $700 Kookaburra ghost. Club cricket starts this week, and you come up with a great question for the Bolology Report poll question, which was... With club cricket starting this weekend, and this is particularly in Melbourne, club cricket, which horse racing day will have the most cricket absent mm. absentees? A, you miss the game on Derby Day. B, you miss training on Melbourne Cup Day, the Tuesday. C, miss training on Oaks Day on the Thursday. And the winner with over half the votes was you miss the game. Yeah. Derby I'm happy day. to train. You've got to do Derby <laughs> Day. And, and I remember years ago rooming with uh, Ian Harvey and Jeff Allardyce, yeah. Victorian State players, rain during the week, and you wait for that call. You had to ring a number, didn't yes. you, Saturday morning, Cricket Victoria, and it was a recorded message. It was Peter Binns' recorded please, message. Please, all players, please turn up to the grounds. Something like that. And you're like, no, no. And then you get one, cricket has been cancelled. <laughs> For the day. Good luck. Yeehaw. And that's it. This happened this Derby Day. And I, seriously, it was about 30 degrees. Yeah. So we're there at Derby Day having a great day, but the pitches weren't up. But because um, remember, for years, we used to play Melbourne Cup Day. We did. In district cricket. And, no and I don't en- reckon it was about the crowds. No one enjoyed it at all. No, you'd stop for the race. Yes, we did. We you stopped stop for, the, for race. the race. And that happened in a Shield game, actually. Okay. Uh, Victoria versus New South Wales. Mark Wall was at the On crease. the big screen. Yes. On the big screen. The games, we all stopped and we watched it. Mark Waugh said, I'm not facing up till we watch this race, <laughs> which was fair enough, dude. And because Junior loves his horses and he's highly involved with his wife with horses. And we watched this race. Anyway, he went back on. He was on 30 at the time, peeled off 100, walked off. Thanks for coming. I like it. Didn't get the winner, though, Junior, that day. But thanks for voting. We've got about 700 votes there too, Hodgie. So good topic. Hey, that's it for episode five. Good luck this week, East Sandringham. You're starting. The premiership hangover is not there. It, it is, because I actually didn't even know we were playing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to training for the last couple of weeks. Hey, Hodgie, and make sure we uh, you, we get some likes and reviews on iTunes and, and SoundCloud. We want some reviews. We'd love and give some, us some reviews questions. to see if you like the show or not. Definitely, and, and maybe areas to improve. We're, mm. we're, we're, we're ex-cricketers. We love we're, feedback. We're, we're used to feedback. Talk about positive. feedback. I'll get your feedback next week on uh, the Michael Bevan as he just takes us out, the killer number six with the killer voice. Thanks, Bevo. Never to touch and never to keep Because you loved her too much and you died too deep